What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy. I'm your host, Ro. I'm Savannah. And this is Lilith. Okay. We're going to address that Vice article that was put out about the female dating strategy. There's a lot of stuff in there that, quite frankly, is very dishonest in its coverage and in other ways, very offensive. So we thought we would address it on the podcast. I know there were some write-ups on the subreddit as well, but just to address it and so you can kind of hear directly from us what's really, really not true here, just kind of examine how the media builds these narratives to say, you know, whatever they want, regardless of your intent. Let's kick it off here. The title of the article is Brutal Relationship Advice for Women from the Internet's Most Ruthless Dating Site. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and then the sub the subtitle is, you know, female dating strategy looks like blah, 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 blah. But critics say its philosophy is nothing more than toxic misandry. Okay, get fucked. Like, <laughs> I mean, and that, what I really find offensive is this picture of a woman hunchbacked over this laptop and i mean they're clearly trying to make her look like an insect like a femme cell <laughs> they're trying to make her look deranged yeah and the quotes that they've pulled out it's quite insidious what they've done because taken out of context those quotes would seem like yeah we are you know misandrous because there's no context to you know, if we look at the posts that are made on FDS, some of them are essays, right? And they provide a lot of context, but she's literally, or, you know, whoever, I'm guessing she, you know, signs off, but she's literally picked out, you know, phrases that without context will convey that toxic misandry in quotation marks. And the only thing I noticed too is especially bad faith actors, they can't tell when we're clearly joking or trolling and then when it's serious. And that was kind of, that's actually been the funniest thing about watching men and because what we would call picnies react to us because sometimes we're clearly fucking trolling right (laughs) and they take it as if it's dead serious and then spread it all over the place like can you believe these crazy people and like a lot sometimes it's just mirroring things that were said in the manosphere but they they don't get the irony because women are used to hearing these kinds of this kind of rhetoric all the time if you're a woman you've been on the on the internet and any length of time you're going to hear this level of vitriol when it comes to misogyny so anything that's like even closely approaching something that's critical of men a fraction of which most women experience online they panic because they're not used to hearing it right so if we just say like yeah you should keep you know you should keep men in scrotation like kind of being funny um but but you know we're actually i would say we we are kind of we do um encourage like you to date multiple people but it's nothing different than all these guys talking about keeping a harem and like a gaggle of hose in every area code you know what i'm saying so sometimes it's just like wow like now everybody's decided to be outraged right <laughs> like my problem with this article is it just reinforces the whole thing where when a man does something misogynistic or shitty like nobody cares but as soon as a woman does something even one percent as bad as what men do all of the time, all of a sudden then it's a bad thing, right? Like people used to say, oh, like women can't be incels until they started to realize that the incel could be a label that could be used to insult women, right? So then then so then they're like, okay, now women can be incels because now I can use it against you. Or, you know, pr- male promiscuity, nothing wrong with that. If a woman, but if a woman wants to go on, you know, dates with more than one person at, at, any given uh, period of time, oh my gosh, like you're dehumanizing men and blah, 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 blah. Like, so the, 
it's frustrating when men can just basically do whatever they want to women and face no criticism. And when we criticize them, that doesn't go anywhere. But when we mimic them or are ironic about it or make fun of them by sort of like repeating what they do, you know, using irony, then that gets, okay, now suddenly that's a bad thing now that women are doing it. I would, I would say they get criticism, but they get more empathy. And this author in particular wrote articles about incels and was like all about having empathy for these guys who flat out hate women and, and wanted like the government to distribute us and who have committed hate crimes. So I just kind of think the approach to how sometimes they're, they're criticizing female dating strategy as if like we're outrageous for feeling the things we feel. Um, and while at the same time being horribly sympathetic to the manosphere people, as if like these are just lost guys instead of bad actors and dangerous people, like who, who very much take seriously the things that they're saying, there's a clearly a double standard there. All right. So, so the first paragraph on first scroll, female dating strategy looks like any other straight women's self-help site. Between its bright pink borders, you'll see a selection of empowering memes, a bustling advice forum, and articles on getting over heartbreak. You'll see women don't owe you shit slogans and pastel colored platitudes about becoming your best self. And first of all, that women don't owe you shit. That was shout out to Holly Berry because that's actually where that came from. <laughs> Queen mother. Absolute. Uh, and then she goes on to say, the core message behind it all, men are brain dead and ass garbage, and they need to be ruthlessly evaluated before you form an emotional attachment. First of all, facts. <laughs> right. Yeah, imagine like thinking it's a bad thing that you should evaluate men before forming an emotional attachment. I'm still crying at the ass garbage because I'm like, I don't know where that came from. It was probably... <laughs> I don't know where it came from either. You can find... The thing is, like, because we have... It's Reddit, and if you're on Reddit, you could go to any sub and you'll find whatever you're looking for right because it's an open public forum we as much as possible try to curate our camp our comments but we have pl plenty of people that make it through the newbie flare and you know they say whatever right they say inflammatory stuff and so <laughs> i'm sure like if you look at it i'm sure somebody said it but it kind of cracks me up that it's more or less you know they're, they're running with this in particular and i think you know like the next line even if you think you've met a decent one you should remain on your guard it's almost comes across as you know we are being almost paranoid even though it's been well documented that sometimes in especially in intimate relationships which are actually the most dangerous place for a woman to be in a woman is more likely to be murdered or raped or attacked by a man that she knows and anywhere else it just seems incredibly dismissive of a lot of women's experiences you know we've all heard of that or, or had that relationship where everything was great for the first three six you know 12 months and then all of a sudden we're in a relationship with somebody that we don't recognize and this is you know well documented in books like why does he do that for example where yeah it's like abuse creep that happens abuse creep like it's a real thing that is how they lure people in by being nice to them by making them feel on top of the world um you know love bombing abusive guys don't punch you in the face on the first date right it's like the boiling frog theory, where if you put a frog in a pot of hot water, it'll jump out. But if you put a frog in a pot of cold water and then slowly turn up the aggression and the heat, then a lot of times it'll boil to death. So the on-guard portion is because of the fact that you can have 
abuse creep. It's never that bad until it is bad suddenly, until suddenly you're boiling alive and you're like, how did I get here? And that, and that's how these guys work. And if you're not aware of that, you'll start to always look at the first three months when they were love bombing you as reflective of their character rather than evaluating them on a long-term basis, which needs to happen for, for your own self-protection. Yeah. And so then by extension, by saying, oh, even if you think you've met a decent one, you should remain on your guard. And then framing that as though that's unreasonable. It's so insulting to the millions of women out there who have had exactly that experience where, yeah, he seems decent at first, and then you let your guard down. And that's when the abuse starts. Yeah, if you want to protect yourself from abuse, yeah, you should have your guard up. Yeah, I, I think we're really big advocates of men showing their character slowly over time and really, really almost ignoring their behavior during like the first like three months. Uh, not I mean, not, I mean, there's certain markers that you should reach, but really, really saying, hey, the person you meet in the first three months, that's a representative of who they are. The person you're going to meet over the next year, pay attention to when to these these little red flags that seem small to you or that you justify in your head because those things more than likely grow into big issues along the line. Because if, if they're on their best behavior in the first three months and they're already showing, you know, what we would call yellow and red flags, then it will only escalate from there. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, I agreed with you, Lilith, that they're really trying to make it seem as if that's an unreasonable, unreasonable expectation or unreasonable vetting strategy for women to have. But again, Vice uh, hates women having boundaries like a lot of these media magazines I've come to understand do. That every time we make, they say you have a choice, but if we make boundaries, suddenly everything that women want to do is crazy and unreasonable. And I don't like being gaslit like this by this kind of media article because I actually think they're putting forth a dangerous idea that women don't have a right to do that, right? Yeah, agreed. Moving on to the next paragraph, you know, thinking not all men, in quotation marks, is, you know, detrimental to your safety, reasons one poster. Um, I feel like this is aged really badly, given the, you know, events that have happened in the UK and the fallout where women en masse are essentially saying, look, you know, we, you know, we're not saying it's all men, but we don't know which men. So therefore, you know, it's wise to be wary of all men because it isn't, it isn't easy to distinguish. And it sort of goes back to the previous paragraph where, you know, they're saying, even if you've met a decent one, you, again, it isn't always possible to tell, you know, women, you know, have, you know, suffered abuse at the hands of their husbands, boyfriends, even their friends, their, you know, their fathers, you know, people who, you know, they, you know, they thought would, you know, I guess, you know, protect them and respect them and take care of them when they're vulnerable. Police officers. Police officers. Exactly. So this part has aged very, very badly. Very badly. I mean, just considering a lot of women just saying, Hey, it's not like these guys are running around with a handlebar mustache and uh, black clothes looking like villains, right? It, it, to the average woman, these guys don't necessarily present immediate red flags to us. And a lot of that has to do with, quite frankly, I think a lot of it has to do with articles like these, where they gaslight women out of their self-protective instinct and second-guessing themselves when they encounter things that should be deal breakers. And this is why I... I mean, this is why I think it's so important for us to address this publicly, because I feel like this is exactly the kind of thing we're talking about when it comes to the media, where they are so, they're always saying how we have choices. And then when we don't make choices, they think we should. They're always saying that women's boundaries are wrong. Like even self-protective boundaries. I don't understand it. 
self-protective boundaries that don't even hurt other people these are and these aren't like outrageous ones quite frankly yeah we're just we're just saying block and delete like our boundaries are not even like causing harm to other people it's entirely about our own protection this is not like the red pill when they're saying oh i'm gonna videotape every sexual encounter so i don't get accused of rape like we're just saying like be yeah be reasonably on your guard look for those red flags that's just basic self-preservation advice that's that's what you have to do so okay so moving on fds has helped my self-confidence tremendously says Kristen. Uh, who has been an FDS subscriber for 14 months. She credits the subreddit, which encourages self-development over finding a man, for pushing her into therapy, business training, and helping her to find a new job. My self-esteem has been nothing always, she tells Vice over Reddit PMs. But through FDS, I realized self-improvement should be the main priority, which I appreciate the the really good feedback that we got from this person. And I, and I have to say, part of the reason that we keep doing this is because of the feedback that we're getting for women who are like, finally, I feel such a relief off my shoulders to know that other women even virtually support me, right? A lot of women are out here with no support. And so FDS has kind of filled that space to say, even if you don't know, it's like, we believe in you. There's people here that have skills that can help you. We can talk through issues that you're having. It's become a really, really good support system and you know the most important thing i think the most valuable thing about fds is that we you know we center women first and this is what angers the men over reddit who feel very shut out from the subreddit but it's like women are put first you know we will you know we'll also tell you you know girl you need to you know block and delete but we'll also celebrate with you we'll also you know commiserate with you when you know the guy who you thought was high value turns out to be low value like you know we will put you first there's no and that is a really really unique thing and you know like you said Ro that you know not you know not many people have that having you know that sort of you know environment when I was going through my own um you know relationship it would have been it would have been really really useful to you know for me to understand that actually this is not necessarily a me problem this is more systemic than I thought yeah, and I that's a big uh, sticking point with, and we can go, maybe go further in this, this article, but I think there's a lot of pretending that a lot of these issues that women have with men are individual problems. But when we talk about how almost all the women we know have experienced some form of sexual assault, catcalling, uh, emotional abuse, um, neglect, things like that in their relationships, that's patriarchy. All those things combined to me is patriarchy. And it seems like they're trying to always make it like a personal problem of these individual wi- women rather than, oh, you're just picking the wrong guy. Right. When women talk about the bad experiences that we've had, it's like, oh, well, you know, you're just, you, it's the law of attraction. Like it's because you're trash. That's why you're attracting all these trash men. No, it's because men are objectively trash. <laughs> that is just a fact. It's a pervasive cultural problem. And also, like, my, you know, the excuse that angers me the most is, oh, he'll treat the woman he wants right, but that woman's not you, therefore he didn't treat you right. Yeah, it's all victim blame. It's just complete nonsense. It's just blaming the woman all over again. But yeah. But moving on. Celeste, another subscriber, agrees that FDS has improved her confidence, adding that it's also given her a new perspective on dating. I'm taking a break from dating for a while, she explains, but when I get back to it, I will be vetting people much more thoroughly and cutting them off at the first sign of disrespect. I don't want to waste any more of my time. Great. Awesome. Like, that's, I don't see anything <laughs> wrong with that. Yay, Celeste. Queen. Yeah, Queen Celeste, we bow to you. Yeah. 
Like, I don't even this. I know some of the users are saying they kind of cut off some of the things I was saying and to spin the narrative. So you see how they give them a little tiny paragraph about how this is actually improving them and then go on a tirade about how crappy we are. (laughs) But, you know, I feel like it's lip service. Yeah, it's lip service. Yeah, she's just paying lip service like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to quickly acknowledge that a lot of women do think that FDS is great. But now I'm going to spend like 80% of my article talking about why it's trash or why they're wrong for thinking that FDS is a good thing. Right. So the next paragraph, and I, I know someone posted screenshots of uh, of uh, Dominique contacting FDS. Uh, according to its anonymous founders, FDS was created to counter the misogyny of the manosphere. It wanted to offer women practical advice to deal with growing hostility from the men's rights movement while also building their self-esteem so they can thrive in an oppressively patriarchal society. I mean, fair enough. I would say it wasn't necessarily... Well, I don't know because again, uh, there's there's sort of like the pre the pre jammies and average FDS, <laughs> and there's like the post jammies and average FDS. So I don't really know exactly, you know, what it was, you know, before I got there. Um, so, but I mean, as far as what from discussing, I think with with jammies and average is that more or less there was a virulent stream of men on uh, Reddit who would flood all the relationship and dating and women subs with their not all men and challenging women's boundaries all the time and uh, always trying to normalize really unreasonable things. You know, just going is back. And I remember somebody citing this in particular about a woman who was pregnant and her husband had broken their dog's legs and it was like a fit of rage had thrown the dog and broken the dog's legs. And it was almost like everybody and relationship advice was like, well, you might be having some anger problems. You should go to counseling. And then a lot of the women were like, no, you're pregnant and you're at high risk for being abused. Get out of that situation. Like, why are these guys telling you to in any way, shape or form, do anything but immediately even protect yourself? And that's the kind of thing that you know, if you're a woman sharing advice from other women and know the statistics about how uh, 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 pregnant women are often at high risk for abuse, especially homicide, that you would see that as like a bellwether that this man is dangerous and to leave rather than all the men who are sympathizing with the man like, oh, he's probably just stressed out right now. I'm like, excuse me, why are you like, no, 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 no. full stop, leave. Yeah. And And then the women who say, no, just break up with him are always ridiculed of like, oh, people are always saying to break up on this website, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, if you have to go to Reddit to talk about your relationship, it's probably too far gone to be saved, okay? It's, pro- like, it's, it's, probably, in its, it's probably in its death throes, <laughs> to be honest. It's already too late. <laughs> yeah, like nobody goes to post, well, maybe like 1% of the people who post on Reddit have like a salvageable relationship. But by the time you have to go ask strangers like, hey, my boyfriend, you know, broke out my dog's legs and, you know, shit on my bed and rubbed my face in it. Like, am, am I, you know, am I missing something? Like, you know, maybe I should. The sad part is that's not even an exaggeration about some of the stuff that you see on Reddit. I, I remember there was another one where I think a guy was poisoning smoothies, his wife's smoothies or putting his cum in his wife's smoothies because he was mad at her. Like stuff like that. Oh, did you read that one where he was like putting slugs in her food? Oh, oh that's sh- the one. Yeah. And snails slugs. in her food. And she got like a parasite. And oh my god, like just I'm not even exaggerating. Like that and that woman freaking stayed with that guy. Like by the end of it, she was defending him and being like, Oh yeah, we have issues. We're just gonna work on it. Blah blah blah. Like Oh my god. <sighs> yeah, so we exist because there's a whole lot of women who ain't going with that, who are just like 
this is actually crazy. And you guys <laughs> like acting as if it's completely and totally normal to be grinding up slugs and putting it in your partner's morning drink are insane. So that, yeah. So that, as far as I know, there was, there was a general trend towards these female only subs. Um, and, and FDS was a part of that, uh, uh, trend. One of many subreddits that were women only, and now, now we're the only one left. It took off because I think, again, like when I think Jammies and Average kind of took it over, they created the rules. They started doing the flaring system. They started like a, lot, a bunch of stuff I think that was written early on went viral. And so then that kind of compounded versus versus stuff like... And they got it locked down. Like Yeah, they locked down. Yeah, like by the time I came to FDS, it was already locked down. Like I don't know anything about that old timey origins. When when FDS was in its primordial state. Yeah. <laughs> Chaotic <laughs> primordial state. It was long before I joined. I remember when someone else, one of the other, you know, subreddits was like, I'm going in, guys. And then he skipped along and then <laughs> came back to report and say, they've got it locked down tighter than Fort Knox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that. <laughs> So, I mean, that's the only way to operate on Reddit. And I, and I, I know there's a lot of other female-only subs that are coming to that conclusion now where they realize even on their subs, men are always in the comments like, not all men, or what about us? And you don't understand how men feel. And it's like, why are you on this female-only sub policing our thoughts? But anyways, next paragraph. Um, okay, so... Uh, the Manosphere has an army of men dedicated to creating new ways to exploit and abuse women. An FDS spokesperson tells Vice, we bring attention to women of the various ways men are exploiting us actively and passively so we can avoid it. Cool. Yeah, I don't see any problem with that. That's what we said. Yeah. Yeah. Also not a problem. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the media more or less burying their head in the sand about this having real implications in real life to people like it's kind of funny to say tee hee hee look at these red pillars and these guys online but this kind of rhetoric is actually seeping into the media and you're actually seeing a lot of it uh being picked up and canonized right uh in mainstream media so that it's it there's there's creep with these guys outside of their little subreddit it's real life creep and media creep um all right so the site prides itself on a on its brutal realism about men, which translates to simplified categorizing. FDS believes that there are only two types, unworthy men known as low value men who have little money, ambition, and manners. They take, they make you split the bill, reply late to your text messages and propose park or drink dates rather than dinner. Um, we actually have like four or five, but I think low value men and high value men is most popular, but we also had like negative value men, zero value men, and then just scrotes, right? <laughs> Right. And these are just, they're shorthand, right? Yeah. They're shorthand to refer to general patterns and trends. You know, we'll see later in the article, but they talk about how, um, oh, like it's immoral to categorize people into different categories or something like that. And it's like, no, it's not. No, it's not wrong to do that. Like high value, low value. You know, they say, oh my gosh, like they're worse than the manosphere because at least the manosphere rates women on a scale of one to 10 or something like that, which is like, okay, like, but (laughs) these are not the same. Yeah, no, we have basic boundaries and they don't like our boundaries, right? And and nothing on this low value men thing that we're asking for. It's not like we said low value men uh, don't buy you uh, a castle, within months of meeting you or like, I mean, these are very, very basic criteria. So a low value man who can't, you know, pay for your dinner or reply to your text on time or creates these lazy dates and just puts low effort into 
talking to you because they just want sex. Um, that's not a hard barrier to overcome, right? <laughs> like, that's that's basic. hundred percent. Yeah, that's not an impossible, like, you can become a higher value man if you choose to. Just most of them choose not to. So that's on them. Right. Most of it's based on character and not necessarily you know, all the superficial stuff that people try to claim. Like, listen, we don't police women in their wants. So if they're like, I want a six foot man with six figures, we're like, go ahead, queen. Right. We're not going to sit here and be like, oh, you don't deserve that. Or it's unrealistic for you to expect that. Or you can't have that. Like our whole thing is we are validating the things that women want and we don't care how you feel about it. Like it's not, you know, it's not up to everyone else to keep policing women into low expectations. And I don't understand why media like this likes to continuously act as if us having any expectations at all is unreasonable. Um, okay, so next thing, high value men. But the next paragraph, that's this is where the tone of the article changes. Like, yeah, I was gonna say the first half up until this point, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I mostly agree with that. But then once she says like. High-value men, on the other hand, worship the ground you walk on, as well as being honest, loyal, and consistent. They also shell out, paying you to have proper dinner dates and your own housekeeper, because he knows you're not a maid. And uh, it's so telling that she picked out the housekeeper as being a qualifier of a high-value man, when there's so many articles, so, so many, on the subreddit of what makes a high-value man, and a man hiring you a housekeeper is not one of them. Right. It's like one of the ways he can show it, but it's not an indicator. Yeah. Like, I think we had one article where we mentioned one time and it wasn't even like, oh, a high value man will buy you a housekeeper. No, it was in the context of if you're dating a guy and and you find yourself arguing over chores and he doesn't want to do 50%, then his way of making up for that would be to hire a housekeeper to do like his portion or something because he doesn't see you as a maid. So she's taking that like line out of context. But when you take it out of context, it makes it seem like, oh, these women are so crazy thinking that like a guy's going to hire a housekeeper like blah 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 yeah i mean (laughs) sorry yeah (laughs) um okay the strategies for securing a high value man versus an high value man don't like so typo uh the strategies for securing a high value man are thorough and extensive the fds handbook lives across over 80 subreddit threads and like the manosphere comes complete with its own language pick niches are women who are desperate or who degrade themselves for men which she puts in quotes which i'm like I don't know what she means by like putting degrade, quote unquote, themselves for men. This behavior can lead to cockholm syndrome, where they end up defending the worst men beyond all logic or reason. Yeah, like like you, Pikmisha. (laughs) Pikminique is one of these women who defend the worst men beyond all logic and reason, okay? The other thing, too, is like all Reddit subreddits have sub-language. So I also think... Again, they're made again. It's like they're trying to paint this idea that it's very sinister, almost like a cult, as if every subreddit doesn't have its own sub language. Like, there's always shorthand. I mean, have you seen Wall Street Bets lately? Like, it's hilarious, but it's also, yeah, but you don't see them being compared to the Manosphere. Like, the Manosphere subreddits are not the only ones that have their own in group jargon. Like, every single group of people online and offline have their own sort of unique vocabulary true if you go into any organization i'm sure they will have a glossary of acronyms that that only people within the organization would understand it's actually quite it's actually quite normal to be fair yeah there's nothing sinister about it yeah it's like a community building thing um okay and in order to level up from the state and achieve queen or dream girl status women have to build their self-esteem and avoid scrotes 
dickheads, otherwise known as most men. <laughs> they can do this in a number of ways, including focusing on their career or having a few men in scrotation. Okay, I don't see what's wrong with any of that statement. Yeah, and I don't necessarily say that we think um, the level up is pretty independent of how you are dating with men. So I, I maybe will say that is like the level up, yes, yeah, focusing on building your self-esteem, focusing on building your independence and uh, creating a sense of boundaries. Um, and then the dating part is also like once you get into dating to kind of help you vet through men quicker, right? Rather than getting uh, too focused on one guy or um, letting a, one guy impact you too soon because you haven't let yet, his character hasn't yet been revealed to you. So, but that's again, we're not, again, I don't even think we're the only people that have come up with that, to be fair. Like there's a lot of dating advice, like, oh, date. And, and, and from listening to older women, that used to be the normal thing was like, where you, you casually dated till a guy claimed you. Yeah, exactly. This is what I was going to say. Like it was quite normal um, to be courted by, you know, by several men. And I think especially if you are looking you know, it is, it gives you perspective if you're seeing, you know, multiple people at the same time, but then people think that seeing, pe- you know, multiple people is synonymous with, you know, having sex with all of them at once, which again, it, you know, feeds into attitudes about women's sexualities, but that's a topic for a different podcast. Yeah. I feel like that paragraph specifically, if you are an FDSer, you won't see anything wrong with that. But if you're a pick me or like a scrote, you're going to read that and be like offended because the line of like to level up to achieve queen or dream girl status, you mean I have to work on my self esteem and I have to avoid men who are dickheads? Oh my gosh, they're saying that most men are dickheads? Oh my gosh, that's so offensive. And the idea of women having multiple men in their like dating rotation that they're not having sex with makes sense to an FDSer, but is offensive to a low-value man. Yeah, uh, looking at how high-value men respond to us versus low-value men, and that might be its own own show one day, I mean, you can definitely tell that, uh, first of all, we touched a nerve, but also like this is not offensive to anybody, any man who is going to be good for you, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, okay, so next paragraph. FDS has tactics on practically everything, including the classiest way to ask for a napkin in a restaurant and the best way to put on a coat. There's even guidance on the dream girl way of listening to your partner's secrets. You have to be silent for a bit and then say, thank you for telling me that. Um, so this is like just soft skill stuff, right? Like that's... Okay, so for the tactics, I've literally never seen the article she's speaking of. That made me groan because first of all, like she's talking about classy first date tips, which is one that I, I did end up going through the handbook to reread how to ask for a napkin and put on a coat. That's something that's mentioned one time in one article and like never again. So, you know, there's other things we talk about in FDS way more frequently than that that she never talks about. Right. And it's more or less like, again, we don't, we don't step on women's like expressions of femininity or gender expression, if that makes sense. So there's been a criticism before, especially coming from radical feminists, because there are some women that'll talk about their fitness journey or like them changing their hair or the way that they speak and, and feeling more comfortable in that presentation of themselves. We don't criticize women who want to do that. We don't necessarily like make it prescriptive that you have to do that. Cause there's other women who are like, I am so not into the feminine crap. <laughs> like, and that's fine too. Like everyone is, uh, deserving of uh, a high value male, you know, re- regardless of how you present yourself. Um, and that, you know, in a hype, if you're hyper feminine versus women who are more like, you know, non-conforming, it doesn't really matter for all intents and purposes to follow FDS. Like I think 
there's wisdom in all of those different um, presentations. But if women want who like that sort of thing want to talk about it, we again we don't standard shame for them. If that's the standard that they want to hold for themselves because it makes them feel good and they feel like I want to present a way that I want to be treated and I want to be treated like this, then having these cl- I guess quote unquote class signifiers or classy ways of doing things is a way to signify this is the level of treatment that I expect. Yeah. On to the next. Women are warned off having sex in the first three months of courtship and told to avoid at all costs moving in with a boyfriend before marriage. After all, for men, a live-in girlfriend is just like a video game achievement that unlocks regular free sex and half of your rent. Why would they want to marry you after that? I mean, yeah. Like, (laughs) facts. Doesn't the science say that? Wasn't there? They've done studies where they say that cohabitation actually lessens your chance of getting married. It's not us saying that. Yeah, and increases your chance of getting divorced. And, you know, she also completely glosses over the fact that, you know, sex, I mean, you know, this is a, you know, this is an issue with vice in general who are, you know, trying to push, you know, BDSM down everyone's throats. But um, this is, it completely glosses over the fact that sex is scientifically risky for women, even more so than men. This isn't just about us being prudes. Like men can't be tested for HPV, for example, but they can spread it to women. And just, yeah, the physical differences between us. And I know everyone's trying to pretend that it doesn't matter, but I don't like the idea that I have to be, that I can't operate in a place that feels comfortable for me because it's somehow less feminist to prioritize what I think is the best way to operate based on my risk factors and what I'm likely to get out of the situation. Yeah. Anyways, next paragraph. Needless to say, FDS is divisive and not just among men's rights activists. Many of their views come across as <laughs> this is the this is my favorite one actually. <laughs> this is the money shot right here. This is the money shot. Many, many of their views come across as simplistic, strange, and mean-spirited. Women are told not to date any... I'm a strange bitch. Yeah. Women are told (laughs) not to date men with mental illnesses, for example, or anyone struggling with their finances. One-night stands are a no-no, as are men with small penises. Forced vasectomies are good, but sex work and pornography are bad. The moderators are also proudly kink-shaming, claiming that BDSM and polyamory are disrespectful and only ever expect for the man's benefit rather than because a woman might have a genuine interest in it herself fuck off okay okay so this is this is a complete this is a complete car crash of a paragraph a paragraph to be honest there's a lot here just don't even know like you know where to start you know the post where she she linked to when talking about you know forced vasectomies was actually in the context of um i think it was an american lawmaker raised a bill about you know saying that men of 50 should have mandatory vasectomies and it was it was more it was more framed in a way where it said you know look you know men don't like their bodies being controlled so why is it okay to control you know women's bodies it was framed in that context it wasn't like saying yeah it was a protest like it was like, a protest bill essentially it was not serious <laughs> and we were not saying oh yeah let's go ahead and let the government first of all it would never have passed because it's like all male lawmakers in alabama okay so yeah like that would have it would have never passed it was just to prove a point over like oh you have no problem with legislating women's bodies 
let's show, you know, how you might feel if, you know, we legislate men's bodies. And they have a bunch of priceless clips for men after that at saying like, oh, well, I don't want to be told by the state what to do with my body. Gee, you think, you think that women might have similar feelings. Right. And we're not saying it's good for them to be, get vasectomies. I'm like, that's the other thing. I was like, it's saying that we're saying it's good. I was like, the entire article she links is just everyone saying, oh, this is hilarious, right? <laughs> like, like, let them feel the force of the the state on their bodily autonomy for once, right? But not because anybody seriously thinks this should pass. Yeah, like there's no one from FDS going out there hunting men with knives, like, you know, snipping their snipping their tubes against their will, okay? Like <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, and and in the first paragraph about her, like women are told not to date men with mental illness or struggling with finances or who have small penises. And I'm like, uh <laughs> That's not strange. Where's the problem, sis? Because I'm not hearing it. Like, Like, what was the tweet? It was like, oh, Vice thinks it's strange that women don't want to date guys who, with with small penises who are broken, mentally ill, and also who are sexually aroused by beating them. Like, weird, huh? Like, (laughs) yeah. I want to laugh, but I'm also kind of angry at it because, like I said, this is how the media continuously gaslights women out of basic standards, right? Like, listen, not every woman like needs a guy with a massive penis or anything like that. And I know um, even there's been women on the, on the subreddit who, ex- who have expressed like, Hey, I actually prefer them smaller because like my vagina is smaller and blah, blah, blah. You know, like physically it's more pleasurable for them. But at the same time, we're tired of everyone stepping on women every time they express the fact that they like something sexually, including the fact that some women, and I would even venture to say a lot, if not most women prefer men around a certain size, right? Uh, Slightly above average to average size. Like we're not walking back from that. We're not going to apologize for that. We don't standard shame women who want that. And we're tired of everyone acting like we're weirdos if we say our sexual preferences out loud. And like, you know, just because they make men feel bad, we're never allowed to talk about what we want. Yeah. Like one of the posts on FDS that got the most reports was the one that was like, oh, men will say, oh, I'm an ass man or I'm a boobs man or whatever. And then the woman says, oh, yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a girth girl myself. <laughs> that one got like over 100 reports <laughs> from men being like, how dare you? Oh, my God. I'm like, having a small penis is not a protected class, fellas. All right. <laughs> like they literally cannot handle even 1% of the treatment that they level against women. And it's like, there's so much whataboutery on those, you know, we see men saying, okay, so if you like, you know, bigger penises, can I like a woman with big boobs? I'm just like, well, yeah, you can. That's the thing. Like you're entitled to your standards. Just- you were never going to shut up about that. It's not like you were being silent this whole time, right? Like they already say that. Yeah. Yeah. When were, when were you guys not talking about that? You know, you know, you're entitled to your standards, just like I'm entitled to mine, but I'm not shaming you for yours. You know, you're in, you know, our messages and DMs shaming us for our preferences. It's just very, ugh, it's such. Like we're shallow and like, like we want to fuck who we want to fuck, die mad, period. Yeah. And then the other thing is the the mental illness one. That was the one that Pikminique was really like really clinging to in the aftermath when she was getting a lot of backlash for this article. It was like, well, what about depressed men? What about blah, 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 blah. And people were pointing out that we're not talking about people. Like, first of all, we tell both men and women not to date until you have your mental illness under control. Um, we're not saying like, oh, once if you're someone who's ever had a mental illness, you're permanently ruined. No, we say that 
both men and women should get their mental illness under control before they go out and date. For, for men and women, it's very different reasons. For women, it's because when you go out and date when you're mentally ill, like depressed, anxious, whatever, it makes you much more vulnerable to predation and abuse. With men who go out and who date when they have mental illnesses, often like they refuse to go to therapy. They're just looking for a woman who will provide emotional labor because they see her as a free therapist. And so women don't want to date a guy who's mentally ill because we're, first of all, we're not qualified to provide treatment for mental illness, right? Secondly, it's not our job, okay? Like, you know, if you want therapy... Society forces all this emotional labor on women. And this is us taking a stand and saying, no, and I'm tired. I'm tired of the double speak between feminist complaining about this double standard about how women do all this uh, emotional labor and caretaking and then getting mad when people create boundaries and say, no, we're not going to do it because it doesn't benefit us and everyone's miserable doing it, right? Yeah. Like the the response to the mental illness ones, it's like, oh my gosh, so you're saying that depressed guys aren't worthy of love? It has nothing to do with worth, okay? It has everything to do with what kind of relationship that you want. And do I... I've spent my entire life you know, getting treatment, going to therapy um, for, you know, depression and anxiety. I've worked my ass off to get to a point where I am mentally healthy and like a functional person with good communication skills and stuff. I am not going to saddle myself with someone who has not done that kind of work. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to date someone who's mentally ill. And they're not entitled. Mentally ill people aren't entitled to a relationship anyways. Yeah, nobody is. Nobody is for any reason. And that's, I mean, again reasonable boundaries that they're trying to make seem make it seem like it's outrageous and especially especially the bdsm and polyamory thing uh someone responded to uh this article on twitter about how even in the context of them exploring bdsm and polyamory uh for their own benefit the 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 thing that we've repeatedly said is that a lot of the men who are attracted to this are not safe dudes to be around it doesn't even have to do with just women being interested or not it's just that like recognize that you're 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 putting yourself in extremely vulnerable state and don't just look at it from like what you desire but also look at it from the perspective of what kind of men are motivated to do this and when it's really really telling that the media never wants to talk about bdsm and polyamory from the perspective of straight men who are into this kind of thing because i think women would be fucking horrified and run screaming away from the practice for the most of the time because the guys who are into the sexual domination and humiliation of women and don't and, and, I, and they always try to like soften the blow with like a femdom saying well some guys are into women first of all that's not from what i can tell from the bdsm community that seems to not be as nearly as popular as as the reverse and then when they say all these guys that are claiming their their dom their dominance they always say well these guys aren't real bdsm people but i'm like well we can't again how do we tell the quote-unquote real bdsm people from the fake ones right like wait until they violate your consent boundaries and now you got to deal with that trauma like there's no it's like they almost don't want to admit that this is a thing that men do for the specific way of for the, for the specific purpose of being able to abuse or sexually prey on women who are already vulnerable and are already vulnerable because they are sexually attracted to abuse. Exactly. Then the media will gaslight women by saying it's all about the woman's choice and focusing on the woman's choice. But they never focus on the sort of man who is into that because the most of the time they are, in fact, toxic. Um, you know, men who get sexually aroused by beating women or men who, you know, men who act like their sexual orientation is polyamorous, okay? I'm sorry, but being a promiscuous man is not a sexual orientation. Right. (laughs) 
Okay. It's not like being a lesbian or being gay where you have no choice. You absolutely have choice over, you know, whether or not you fuck multiple people or just one at a time. And again, the hypocrisy here, and I keep saying this, but like the right and the left has their weird sacred cows. It's like the word submission when we talk about BDSM, where I have heard the exact same thing come out of the mouths of like Christian people when they talk about, oh, the wife is submissive, but she really has the power position. They say the same thing in BDSM where it's like, oh, the submissive has the power position, not the dominant. And it seems like they're gaslighting people to believe something other than what the words means. It's like, stop fucking lying to me, okay? Like, we know what words mean. When we see a guy beating a woman, we know that she's not in control, okay? That's just the simple reality of it. Well, and, and not even that, like, it's weird having grown up and seeing... Remember, like, the, when the Mormon thing was really big and you saw the big love shows, there was one guy with a bunch of wives and everyone's like, this is manipulative and abusive. And now polyamory is all the rage on the left. And I'm like, how is this different? How is one guy with a bunch of sister wives different from this one guy than his his female only polycule, right? Like, I don't get the... It seems like it's just semantics at that point. Yeah. And the other thing is the relationships, the poly relationships you see are, I mean other than like the same sex polycules, which are like, cool, like you do you. But the ones that involve men, both men and women are like, it's almost always one man with multiple women. And in cases where it's one woman with multiple men, it's always met with such a different like tone. Like one man with multiple women, it's like, oh, he's a baller. He's a player. He's a stud, blah, blah, blah. If one, personally, I would love to have multiple boyfriends. Okay. But I know that that would not be socially acceptable. And in fact, we, we had a post on FDS that was like, the only type of polyamory we find is acceptable is where one woman has multiple boyfriends who all serve her grapes and champagne. That got so much backlash. They were angry. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was angry at that saying like how outrageous and how unreasonable it is. We don't have respect for our partners. Like, I don't think a lot of these guys that are into this, uh, have respect for their partners either, but we allow misogyny to cook in a way that we don't let, you know, the opposite. Exactly. And it bothers me when so many conversations about polyamory is they, they pretend like we live in a world where men and women are already equal and there's no like social stigma around sexuality for women. It's, it's a massive class divide, too, because I think the richest women are kind of insulated from some of these consequences, too. So they don't understand that women who are not as privileged as they are, the consequences are massive. And the likelihood that they're going to find, quote unquote, men who are enlightened enough to be, you know, <laughs> into this kind of uh, thing is, is lower. And so it's just it's like they're almost ignorant of how most women live and want to present this vogue Cosmo um, upper class vision of perfect gender relations that doesn't exist for 90 plus percent of the world's women. Exactly. Yeah. Like for poor women, a polyamorous relationship is a disaster. Like what you've got one guy with multiple baby mamas. Like, how are you going to, how are you going to figure out child support? Like th that's just a nightmare waiting to happen. Like, right. Exactly. I'm like, that's been going on. But yeah. Anyways, uh, we we need to have a whole whole episode just about BDSM and polyamory. This is a big topic. Yeah. Okay. So next, uh, 
there also this actually this next paragraph this is another train wreck and actually this is the one where i was like actually very offended by um they're also extremely unforgiving when it comes to rule breaking i enjoyed fds at first because there was a lot of good advice about female empowerment says jess 35 from tennessee after struggling with her self-esteem she joined the subreddit to get her shit together however she was swiftly banned when she contributed to a discussion about male sexual assault in an another unrelated subreddit someone was alluding to the possibility that men couldn't be sexual assaulted and i replied saying that was ridiculous she remembers and then the notification came through that i had been banned from fds automatically Ugh, made my eye roll so much i i'm so mad because i'm like listen first of all nobody's combing people's comments from others like nobody has fucking time but uh, in addition to that it's we i think it's not a secret we have a banned bot that if you comment on certain subs that are known to brigade FDS, most of them are like men's right activism type subs or porn, uh, you will get automatically banned by a bot. Even good faith participators get caught in it sometimes and people go through and uh, and request through mod mail to get unbanned, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of felt like this was very disingenuous to suggest that somehow we had a problem with this person talking about male sexual assaults on another subreddit. So we banned her. Yeah. Like, first of all, we don't care. Secondly, like the implication that we somehow support like sexual assault against men or that we think that it's not real or that it's like bad to speak out against sexual assault about men. Like if you were saying that on FDS, yeah, we'd probably ban you because it's not, like, a focus of our subreddit. This is not a subreddit where we focus on male issues. But if you're saying on another subreddit, we don't care. And so the implication is, like, oh, you know, they're writing it in a way where they want the reader to come to the conclusion of, like, oh, they are, like, pro-raping men, basically. Yeah, that's offensive. And, like, honestly, the reason, a big reason why we're addressing this is because if people Google this article and they come in, like, FDS supports sexual assault against men, and, like, that's just categorically false. And the, the assertion that this person was banned for that view is just categorically false. I mean, it, if, especially if they're commenting on another subreddit. If they're commenting on our subreddit and wanting to talk about men's issues, you know, we talk, we say, first and foremost, we don't talk about men's issues. It's not that we don't think that these are important issues. It's just, that's not what our specific uh, subreddit is for. And quite frankly, we can't talk about male sexual assault because we're not men. So, you know, if, if anything like that, we probably would have redirected them to another subreddit, but to suggest that's because we support it, it or that we have a problem with people discussing male sexual assault is just wrong. That's just wrong. So the ban was a shock, but it came at the right time. Jess admits she'd already been beginning to feel skeptical of FDS's messaging, which often end up being contradictory and hypocritical. I noticed a lot drifting into sexism, she says in one breath. If you don't need a man to take care of you, to don't give a man a second date if he doesn't pay for your first date. To me, that was confusing because you can't have it both ways. Yes, the fuck you can, first of all. Yes, you can have it both ways. That's our whole thing, right? Like you don't, you can expect a man to put forth effort to court you and still not like need him to live or anything like that. I mean, in fact, we talk about how uh, relationship labor is so unequal a lot of times that we expect men to compensate in other ways. Yeah. And also, I don't understand how paying for a first date is like, is taking care of you, right? Like he's not paying for your rent. He's not paying for your car. Right. Okay. It's the first date. Like, calm down. Okay. Bare minimum. And so saying like, oh, you can't have, you, you cannot both be an independent woman and have a guy pay for your dinner. Like you can't have it both ways. Yes, you can. Like, why not? Why are our women told that you have to choose either financial independence and then paying for your man or like being completely 
financially reliant on a man? Like, why are women forced to choose between these two extremes, neither of which serve women? Why can't we just choose what benefits us the most? So, yeah. So then after that, like, it goes into this tirade about relationship experts um, or different relationship experts who have a problem with us. And I guess we would counter what qualifies these people to be a relationship expert. You know, one of the things that we talk about all the time is that this field is pretty unregulated. It's like we have guys that just woke up yesterday and printed an ebook and now they're relationship experts. And there's been a few that have been caught out. Uh, like recently, Derek Jackson, who's been apparently cheating on his wife slash baby mama forever. No. So it's like these... Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's no. like a lot of times when we see these quote unquote media relationship experts, they're just people hired to say an opinion that the media likes because there's not really... there's like these people aren't therapists they're not you know they're they're just people with an opinion who have products to sell yeah and a lot of the this we call them like sex advice scammers because a lot of them are just like the sort of person you know that one chick in your office who always like talks about her raunchy tinder date or whatever and everyone in the office is just sitting around uncomfortably listening to it and wanting her to shut the fuck up that's gg angle okay that's we we roast <laughs> I don't know. We might cut this out. But like, yeah, there there are relationship experts who are just non-functional people. They're just sexually depraved people. So they go on and have a Twitter account and suddenly they've got all these people validating their opinions. And now they're like, oh, I'm a relationship expert. Um, most of them don't even have a degree or are just spouting bullshit. Guys like Kevin Samuels, who just went, he basically went to uh, Kohl's and got himself an off-the-rack suit and then started putting out YouTube videos. And now apparently his world is, is gospel in the Black manosphere. So, like, guys like that where it's just, I mean, I know people don't know us from a can of paint either, but I, I feel qualified. I feel confident we are more qualified than most of these people, like, based on our experience and educational background. And not to mention that we're we're primarily focused on strategy than pretending like we're therapists you know what i'm saying like these guys are so yeah so i mean that's 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 basically the article the rest of it's just more more of the same saying oh you guys are being unfair etc 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 oh you're just like the man i want to talk about about the um like the because the conclusion of it is that like we're just as bad as the manosphere right like they talk about you know biologically deterministic language which you know why is that only a problem when it's a women's issue like why are why is that not criticized when men are saying stuff like that? But anyways. I mean, to be fair, this guy does say, like, I, he doubts it'll be as bad as the manosphere because of how entrenched misogyny is. But I'm also like, us t- discussing misogyny is not automatically misandry, right? It's like, yeah, it, it's a class issue, right? And then they have a Susan Winter they have a Susan Winter quote saying like the underlying tone of FDS is that all men are like this. That's just tone policing. Okay. Like I I talked in my rebuttal, how the expectation that women are always supposed to be nice is a tool of oppression because when women are not allowed to speak freely about our opinions and we have to think about like, Oh, how can I be like inoffensive to men? It really limits what we're able to say. And that is the opposite of empowerment. Okay. And, and honestly, like overall, we, I know that, uh, Susan Winter has been posted to the sub. So I'm actually a little bit sad they baited her into this article because otherwise there's a lot of stuff that I think she says that's pretty spot on. But I also think some of this too is uh, they might've taken what she said. uh, They might've misrepresented what we're about. And then she, you know, made a a soundbite or also generational differences because I'm like, it's a war zone out here, right? (laughs) For Gen Z and millennials right now. Um, And I also think her being primarily working with older people might, uh, change her interpretation of some of the things that we're talking about. 
Yeah, like the quote, I've known I've known good men, kind, thoughtful, devoted partners and husbands, blah, blah, blah. We talk about good men all of the time on female dating strategy. FDS doesn't dispute that there are good men out there. That's why, you know, like, you know, the HVM acronym is a thing. We don't dispute that they do exist. And, you know, we all know. If we didn't believe it, we'd hang it up. Like, what would be the point of doing this? At this point, we just take to the streets and be like, y'all need to get all y'all shit together right now. Like, <laughs> it's no, there's nothing, there's no, no strategizing. It's time to just take to the streets and start burning shit. Because that, at that point, it's over, right? So yeah, like we do talk about high quality men all the time. And I find it interesting that, you know, the only time she mentions high value men is in this like sarcastic kind of snarky, like, oh, he's going to pay for a maid kind of thing, right? Like at no point does she acknowledge that we talk about high quality men all of the time. It's just, oh, they think all men are evil and that that makes them exactly and just as bad as the manosphere. It's just a very poorly written article very lazy, poorly researched, and just even just straight up dishonest, you know, just the way that she asked us for comment, saying like, oh, we're going to make an article about the harassment that you receive. And then essentially just adding to that, like, essentially adding to that hostile reaction that she said that she was going to be writing about. Oh, and the Facebook comments were lit up with men like so offended at this. So I feel like like she did her job, which is to get a bunch of clicks and get men to get all worked up over FDS. Um, but I, I, I mean, I pretty much see anybody who's looked at FDS and doesn't understand the value of what we're saying is probably either like most guys, if they're high value, will understand even if they look at it like, you know, they won't think it applies to them, quite frankly. <laughs> like, they're just looking like, yeah, some guys suck. Like, I don't see how this is a personal statement on me in particular. And also understand, uh, look at the tips. We've had, we've gotten so much feedback from men who have said, we had a lot of feedback from men who said, hey, I, I finally understand some of the things that my wife or girlfriend has been talking about. And I understand how to adjust my behavior in a way that's making our relationship better. We get that all the time from men. And a lot of it has to come, them just not understanding our perspective about being a mommy McBang maid, how we're affected by porn, how our sexuality works, stuff like that, that again, articles like these so misrepresent, uh, a lot of women's boundaries and push women's boundaries and misrepresent a lot of women's motivations that these guys don't understand, you know, why their relationships aren't working. Well, we, we lay it out and we don't sugarcoat it. So now they're like, Oh, I get it now. Right now I understand how women see the situation. So um, I think we're providing a valuable service in that respect to both men and women. Um, okay. And then finally this last paragraph, uh, you know, I, I don't like it. And it says, even if FDS is unlikely to develop into anything more concerning, it's still not going to help either as a solution to women's dating woes or as a patriarchy smashing strategy, playing games, trying to belittle and use the men, use men in the way that perhaps women have been used historically is only going to alienate men, warns Mansfield, that, that this could create a deeper and more toxic rift between the sexes. Vehemently disagree. Oh, like we're the ones creating the toxic rift between the sexes? Fuck off. Right. Like they've been on this for a while. And it's it's weird because it's almost like they act as if women defending themselves against what's become a hostile climate 
is somehow contributing to the rift. I'm like, I don't think that we're the aggressors in this situation. I think, I mean, uh, clearly FDS is something that just came along after the Manosphere's around been at least 10 years, right? We're a decade behind any type of real quote unquote strategy to counteract some of these toxic narratives in our culture. So to say that like we're escalating it is kind of crazy because I'm like, it's going to escalate whether we address it or not. Let's just keep it a buck. If there's no counter offense, what are you going to do? Just let these guys flood the media with a bunch of red pill talking points and like shit on little girls' self-esteem and make, you know what? I mean, there's a lot of women that talk about being on online and like looking at all the manager stuff and having horrible self-esteem because these guys just keep flooding any type of social media with this red pill crap. And we're here saying like as a, almost like knight in shining armor cutting through the crap and creating counter narratives and strategies for girls who don't to say like, don't let this stuff, uh, deter you from doing what's best for you don't internalize this crap don't listen to the media and like their uh constant uh delusion about like men and women's motivations don't let them push you in a sexual sexual exploitation as empowerment you know doing things that we think are actually going to make women's lives materially better rather than this ideological stuff they keep trying to force us down force down our throats that's not working for a lot of women like the idea that like we're the bad guys here because oh, like, toxic gender divide or whatever. It's like, I'm just imagining, like, we've been under attack for decades now, millennia even. That itself is the toxic gender divide. So how are we supposed to fix that? We didn't get ourselves into this problem. It's like telling a woman who's in an abusive relationship that you're just supposed to sit there and take his punches and not fight back, basically. You know, and then the moment the woman stands up and, like, you know, blocks a punch or something or, like, pushes him back, it's like, oh, suddenly the police show up and she gets arrested because she's the abusive one or whatever. That's very much like how a lot of aspects of our culture works, where men can just do whatever they want to women and we're not allowed to complain. And the moment that we do complain, we're the bad guys. Yeah, it's crazy. Or we complain, but it's like, oh, it's your fault because you're picking these guys. And we're all like, we don't fucking know. They're always coming up with some new nonsense. Like there's there's certain fuckboy behaviors that are common. But at the same time, the reason why they're common is because society keeps gaslighting women out of protecting themselves from it, like this article does. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. And I just find it especially insulting. This article came out like, what, a few days before Sarah Everard. And then we've got the whole avalanche of men going, not all men are like that, blah, 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 blah. It's just such an insulting addition to this toxic culture that harms women and protects abusive men, you know? And then, oh, and then the other line, either as a solution to women's dating was, or as a patriarchy smashing strategy. Oh, suddenly our job is to smash patriarchy. Like, <laughs> it's like saying like, oh, you know, we should shut down all of the like soup kitchens because they're not solving homelessness. I tell you what won't solve patriarchy, pretending it doesn't exist and not acting on your own behalf, right? And creating agency within women that definitely won't smash it. Yeah, burying your head in the sand isn't going to smash patriarchy either, okay? Like, we can argue till we're blue in the face over what's going to end patriarchy. Um, but ultimately, like, men are not going to voluntarily do that themselves. They're not going to do it until they're forced to. And that's what SDS is for, is we're pretty much going to uh, create the conditions that will give men no other choice but to start respecting women if they want to get what they want. Exactly. Exactly. And we're, we're at the ulti- at the end of the day, the buck kind of stops with us, meaning we, uh, we have the unfortunate responsibility of choosing fathers, and that's going to affect our family lineage for generations, right? We talk about generational trauma, cycles of abuse, that starts with somebody, right? And that starts with a woman 
not putting herself in the best situation to have the best things for herself and by extension, her child. So by us raising the standards, I think that's going to make everybody better off. Like pandering to men's like penis wants. I have yet to hear an, an argument about why any single woman should ever give a fuck about that. I don't think any woman should do it. I think it actually makes us worse off the more we give a shit about what makes men's dicks hard. Like it's all about how women can empower themselves to make better choices for themselves. And by extension, generations in the future, right? Our, our, our careful vetting of who would be our children's fathers is the, will mean the world to our children as to our children's children and so forth. Yeah. Like we might not be able to smash the patriarchy, but we can definitely breed it out. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. We can make it we can make it go extinct, okay? Cuz we choose life. <laughs> like we control the next generation. Exactly. And we don't we have power, use it. All right. And on that note, that's our show. And if you'd like to interact some more, check out our website at thefemaledatingstrategy.com. Also, please support our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thefemaledatingstrategy. And thank you for listening to Queens once again. And for all you crunchy sock cowboys out there, uh, die mad. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. See you next week. See you next week, guys. (laughs) 